big finish for the love of stories. and, um, I didn't think you'd quite manage chips. Um, I'll pass. Oh, how's the seasickness? I'm fine. Whoa. Bit rocky for them, too, isn't it? We're, oh, no, we're nearly there. I'll call Lorna. She'll give you something to quell the nausea. Always useful to have a doctor on hand. Hi, Jo. Oh, Lorna, darling! I see you're approaching the slipway. Rough crossing. Oh, come on, this is nothing. Do you remember the dragon boat trip we had, getting that equipment down the Mekong? <laughs> All I can remember is sinking. Now, hang on. You know that wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, the Isle of Wight ferries are usually safer. Notice anything on the way? No. Well, I mean, nothing unusual. Just a few herring gulls. Someone here with more background. Come and find us in the car park. We'll fill you in on the way down. How have you been? Oh, 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 hang on. We're we're here. Oh, see you in a mo. Now, have you got everything, Al? All I need is my phone. Ah, oh, will that go in your blog? Too queasy for chips. It's <laughs> not a blog. It's a podcast. And no, this is all about you, Joe Jones, eco warrior. This morning, eh? A swimmer, I hear. Yeah, they're in the surgery. Scalp lacerations. They'll live, but they won't be going for another dip in a hurry. And those surfers at the weekend? Ambushed by magpies? Today was a falcon. I never believe it if there weren't so many reports. Must be disruption of the food supply, some change in the habitat. Well, here comes the environmental expert. Joe! Oh, 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 Lorna, darling. Oh, it's so lovely to see you. Do you mind if I record? 
Oh, um, this is Al Hunter, by the way. She's following me around with her phone for her podcast. Mad World. Are you subscribers? Uh, no. Yeah, my audience probably skews younger. Oh, <laughs> great. Um, mm. Now, this is Lorna, uh, Dr Lorna Holmes, our medic on many an expedition. <laughs> and now a GP on the Isle of Wight. Isn't that a bit, you know? Well, uh, we're none of us getting younger. I grew up here. It works for now, but I've a few more adventures in me yet. Oh, yes, haven't we all, darling? <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm Hollings. Malcolm's taken a special interest. Something of a birder. And a fossil hunter. Do get in. So, you're recording for your radio show? Podcast. Yeah, setting the scene, getting some local colour. <sighs> Move Juno's blanket along in the back. Sorry about all the hairs. Mind if I take the front? Not a dog person myself. No, but I have met actual dog people. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'd hoped to meet Juno. She's at home guarding the fort. Ah. So, Lorna, tell me, why have you called on Joe Jones? Well, we've, we've been up the Amazon and along the Yangtze together. <laughs> Joan Cliff has such an affinity with nature, and now she's home for a bit. Well, I thought she might be interested. We've heard of seagulls nicking a few chips, but this sounds more serious. Malcolm, tell them your theory. Yes, yes, Malcolm. What about the fossils? Well, I reckon it's because of the lighthouse. Lighthouse? On the south side, near Knighton. Used to be a radar station. Rumours of top-secret research. Anyway, men from the Ministry moved in a month ago. A woman from the Ministry. <laughs> and what do you think they're up to? Well, for a start, they closed our trench in the down. We had some promising finds, but they didn't want people around. Then the birds started behaving oddly, getting aggressive. And there were fish washed up, dead but not eaten. Then a couple of seals. Oh, no. Oh, and, and, and now people are getting attacked. So what is it? Killer cormorants? Well, oddly enough, it's more the inland species straying out of their habitat. If anything, they're keeping the gulls at bay. What's your plan, Joe? Collect evidence. Stake out the beach. Oh, really? No, look, if, if wildlife's under threat, there's no point in wasting any time. Rule number one, trust your local guides. Lorna and Malcolm think they know what's upsetting the biosphere. It's the research base, right? So, handcuffs and superglue. Chain yourself to the railings. Oh, really, Al? No. We'll start by having a little chat with them. I do have form with mysterious scientists. Sounds like we're going... Straight to the lighthouse. Exactly. Log Alpha 792. Project Supernature. Progress slow but steady. Targeted response encouraging. Species, genus and family parameters have been refined. Sorry, Mum. What is it, Mr Armstrong? Prove it a breach. Possible intruder inside the security cordon. If someone's jumped the fence, just say it, man. Well, it looks like they cut through. Determined, eh? Well, it was only a matter of time. Well, you know what to do. Yes, ma'am. 
Um, which exact protocol should we follow? Deal with them. The only access is on foot, apart from their black vans. And they closed the road to the public when they shut down our dig. A total outrage. I've written to the council and our MP. Oh, a lot of good they'll be. Hang on, look. Look, someone's patrolling the fence. I don't believe it. They're armed. Hey, you. Yes, you with the gun. Oh, great. Go for it, Joe. I'm recording. I'd like to speak to whoever's in charge now. Where's he going? Uh-oh. Someone beat us to it. You! At the gate! Turn up your recording device. It's a free country! Indeed! So we're free to activate our EMP damper. Your what? Electromagnetic pulse. It would totally fry your phone. Let's do as she says. We've got him, Mum! Mum! We've got him! Bring him over. Kindly have your grillers and hand me, madam. What? No. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I, 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 it can't be. I, oh. I'm in the middle of important research. The delegation at the gate. Are they with you? I work alone. These people are nothing to do with me. Doctor? Doctor, is that you? I mean, is that really you? My dear, I'm not sure who you think I am, but... Good grief! As I live and breathe! Joe! <laughs> Work alone, eh? Open the gate! Well, well. How are you, Mrs Jones? This is the doctor. I mean, the doctor. Who? What on earth are you doing here? And, and, and like this, and well, just like your old self. I mean, after all, all these years. Throw him out. Oh, I can walk, you know. The oh, whole doctor. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Very touching performance, I'm sure. Now go away. Local people have a right to know what you're doing here. No, you don't. Go away and stay away. All of you. This facility is restricted. Close the gate! I can assure you I will not be staying away. I presume that my friend and her companions are here for the same reason I am. Yes, because whatever they're doing here, it's certainly disrupting the island habitat. More than that. They're interfering with nature on a fundamental level. Um, has anyone noticed? In the sky! Armstrong, we need cover. Get back inside. Oh. Doctor! I, I, I can't see for this cloud of man pies and, and, and the ravens! Run! Everybody! Run and take cover! Oh. Where are you going? They're shooting, Doctor! Chap needs a hand. Lana! I'll fetch her. She got past the gate. Go and help her. Quick! They're coming again!
Let's save the reunion till we catch our breath, shall we? Come on, man. Up you get. Uh, the guns. I just dropped. Cracked my elbow. Luckily for us, the shots are attracting the birds' attention, which is rather odd. Oh, yes. They should be scaring them off. Look. Look, there's, a, there's another flock circling the lighthouse. We must find cover. Up the hill. There. The stone tower. Well, let's run, shall we? Come on, Joe Jones. <laughs> Hey, you can't leave us out here. Out, what are you doing? Getting inside the secret base. It could be an interesting angle. I told you people, this site is restricted. We need shelter. Let us in now. Come on. Oh, made it. A sturdy little tart. We call it the pepper pot. I can see why. It's like a stone rocket ship. Oh, with not much room, though. Well, hopefully we're not staying long. Just until the mischief disperses. Mischief? Oh, yes, 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 that's right. Mischief of magpies, murder of crows. And an unkindness of ravens. All rather appropriate in the circumstances. What about Dr. Holmes and your blogger? A podcaster. <laughs> oh, I think they got into the lighthouse. Well, I pity the keepers of that lighthouse weren't so accommodating earlier. Hey, hey the birds are retreating. Well, the guns must have scared them off. Hmm. How dare they? I can't believe it, Doctor. They're using live rounds. Frost's operation must be pretty hush-hush to have armed guards. Well, it's suspicious, that's for sure. I presume that's why you're here? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Doctor, I mean, this is just so incredible. I mean, it's you. I mean, it's you, you. Yes, Joe, it's me, me. <laughs> This way, please. What about our friends? Can you send someone to check? Hardly the best use of ministry resources. You got yourselves into this. You're nothing to do with the MOD. Really? No. I called them last week. You believe the government would confirm the existence of classified sites? Who are you? The name's Frost. Professor? Doctor? Ms. Frost. Phones, please. What? You want shelter, you comply with our rules. This facility operates under strictest security. But it's my living. Hardly a living. 700 subscribers and a rather erratic release schedule. How do you know? I monitor all comings and goings. Security. Best her, she says. Show willing. Always works best with corrupt regimes. Thank you. When things calm down, I'll see about your colleagues. You can wait in here. Well, can we get some tea? Step inside. Make yourselves comfortable. Hey! Did she just... Oh, she did! Damn it! You can't do this! Let us out! Guess that's a no on the tea, then. <sighs> Anyone? 
no thanks. You need it more than us. How's the elbow? I live... <laughs> I'll uh, check on the corvids. They seem to be going, so... Oh, but don't wander too far. Well, Doctor? Well, very well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no. I mean, what are you doing here? I mean, now, as yourself, after all this time? Time is a relative concept. In the TARDIS, even more so. Oh, it feels like only yesterday that you left. Oh, my gosh. Do, do you know, it's almost 50 years. Really? Well, it hasn't been that long for me. I've been travelling alone since Schlamferfach. Oh, but I have met you. I mean, another versions of you. Well, apart from the other two yous that I met with you, and... I should really stop you there, Joe. Do you know, the last one I met, well, he said he couldn't find me, but he knew all about where I'd been. Nice to know I maintain an enigmatic air. Oh, I think I understand. I mean, it would affect me now, wouldn't it, if he'd mentioned this? Future you took care of future me by not revealing things that hadn't happened for me yet. Very deftly put, Joe. One must always take care crossing personal chronology. It's second nature to a Time Lord to be cautious. Oh, you. You're hardly a typical Time Lord. Ah, I suppose not. But when it matters, I do look after my dearest friends. Oh, Doctor. I've missed you so much. I mean, the other you, the, the very young chap with hair and bow tie. Hair and bow tie? So not all that different. <laughs> no. I mean, truly, he was lovely, but... But... It's not the same. I'd rather not think too much about my future, thank you very much. It'll be along soon enough. In fact, I had planned to stay away from Earth entirely for a while. You know... When you left Whole Wheel, well, we didn't really say goodbye, did we? I mean, if that's a recent memory for you, well, I'm truly sorry if I hurt you. Hurt? Me? <laughs> I couldn't have been happier for you both. How is Professor Jones? He... well, he's, he's on a very different adventure. <laughs> Pity. His ecological expertise might have been useful. Oh, now, wait a minute. Hang on. And what about mine, Doctor? I do have experience, you know. Quite a lot, actually. Of course. Did you find your Amazonian fungus? I hope my crystal brought you luck. But... Ah... Uh, oh, 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 right. You haven't had my letter yet. Oh... I see this chronological caution works both ways. Quite. So let's focus on the present, shall we? You said you were avoiding Earth. What brought you back? The TARDIS insisted. The old girl picked up an unusual psionic wave. Unusual but familiar. Clearly it's affecting the avian population. And Malcolm's right. This Miss Frost knows something about it. <laughs> Expand the parameters. No sign of the others, Mum. Birds are gone too. But no one will go out to fix the fence. Leave it. Random factors are inevitable in any experiment. They can provide proof of concept and perhaps...
perhaps an opportunity. Happened just like you said. Ravens and magpies. Horrible things. Coordinating waves of attack. Cooperating. Yes, very encouraging. Increase intensity to 793. Extending taxonomy. Let's see. Corvids are the most responsive passerines. I'll include Teleraves this time. Predators. 796. 800. You know what you're doing? <laughs> totally. Not the first time I've been locked up. Annoy a lot of people, do you? I like stirring things up. OK. Makes sense you carry lockpicks. But why the interest in Joe? You know what she's been through. That's why she's news. Got people talking again. Been a while since all that Greenpeace stuff. You'd better not be taking advantage. All publicity's good publicity. Right? Wrong. She doesn't need people misrepresenting her. I point my phone and record, let people be who they are. Even if who they are is a little... kooky. And you don't put a spin on it? When Joe told me you were coming, I listened to Mad World. You made that rewilding group sound like a cult. They did that to themselves. Don't plant here. Don't walk there. Joe has the biggest and best heart I've ever known. You wouldn't believe the things she's done, the places she's been, the, the dangers she's faced. I read up. Freaky. <sighs> that place was called the Nut Hutch for a reason. Ah, oh, got it. <sighs> Hippies, chaining themselves to railings. You gotta admit, she's a bit of a dinosaur. You can't keep doing things the old ways. See how that worked out for her husband. Oh. But you're right. I'll keep focused on Joe. But wait! I remember the way out. Well, how's our Twitcher doing? Hear that? Kestrels. Not unusual around here, but odd to be among the rooks. Odd seems to be the norm in the skies right now. Doctor, do you know about the seals and the fish? Our inland birds have been hunting them. Increased appetite. Mind and metabolism working overtime. It all fits with what the TARDIS found. If I can tune into the frequency... Oh, hello. Oh, the little marvel itself. <laughs> still using it. Well, this is still the height of sonic sophistication. It sounds like a glorified dog whistle. Oh, and I thought you weren't a dog person, Malcolm. We've met dog people on the third planet of Sirius Major. Yes, I've already mentioned that. <laughs> They're bonkers. I only understand half of what you're saying. Well, you're doing rather well, then, if it's as much as half. As well as the lighthouse, the TARDIS detected extraterrestrial material half a mile that way. Let me guess. Your fossil trench. Well, I don't know about extraterrestrial, but we found some promising ammonites. I had hope for bones. This coast is rich in Cretaceous relics, but it's no fossil. A crashed spaceship. Cretaceous? Well, that's almost, oh, a hundred million years ago. Or more. Very good, Joe. Ideally, I'd like to make a full analysis to confirm my theory. But for that, I need the TARDIS. Oh, gosh. 
Oh, how I would love to see her again. Oh, where is the dear old thing? You're down in the village. Whatever a TARDIS might be, it's a bit of a stroll, a mile or so. Uh-oh. And something tells me they won't let us get that far. It's bizarre. Ravens, kestrels, falcons, all circling together. You said you had a, a theory, Doctor. I have. Based on this particular psionic trace. Go on. Something is waking the ancient lizard brains of these birds. Reviving primitive instincts from a time when there were far fewer species, linked by a common ancestry. You mean dinosaurs? Quite possibly. It's exploiting an aggressive herd consciousness. Oh, you mean from before they evolved into birds? I read Darwin's first draft at Sandown, you know, on the origin of species. Charlie, I said, the title's a little dry, but the content's top-notch. You were here with Charles Darwin? Oh, Doctor. Have you heard yourselves? What nonsense. My dear chap, this is science. Science fiction, more like. I'm going to the village. I'd advise against it, until we know what these birds want. What they want? <laughs> They're birds! Ah, but are no longer behaving like birds. Now, excuse me while I try to address the problem. Uh, Malcolm, now listen. The Doctor knows what he's talking about. I've been birding here for 20-odd years. Whatever that Ministry woman is doing has affected the food chain. They dump all sorts in the water these days. Oh, don't get me started on that. I mean, I, I know, and, and, and it's terrible. But I don't think that's it. <laughs> you play with your whistle. I'm going home. Doctor, no, Malcolm! Oh, Doctor, can't you stop him? Evidently not. But I am attempting to form a defence. It may take a moment. Ridiculous dinosaurs. Brains. Ow! Ow! Malcolm, come back! Come back to the member, but it's not safe! <laughs> We can thank the doctor for that. What the hell's going on up there? Get off me! Malcolm! It's Joe! By the tower! Joe! There's the fossil guy! The birds! They're forcing him off! Oh. To the cliff! Come on! They drove him over. The birds killed Malcolm. Oh, I wish I'd been recording. This is exactly what I need. Are you for real? They're circling, getting back into formation. I think they'll do it again. We've got to get away from the edge. Too late! They're coming! It's got me! All of you, this way! I finally ascertained the best frequency to repel our winged attackers. I'm very sorry it was too late for poor Malcolm. They really don't like it. They're up in the clouds now. How did you all get here? My guides is parked along the footpath. Joe, take the sonic screwdriver. Use it to protect yourselves. Get your vehicle and find shelter. But what about you? I mean, don't you want to get back to the TARDIS? There's no time. We know the source of the problem. 
As soon as you're clear, I'll run for the lighthouse. And what about the birds? Those kestrels are vicious. I'll put my cape over my head. Venusian velvet's tougher than you think. Now go! Right. You heard him. Lorna, Al, run while you can. Oh, come on, you little sonic sweetie. Do your thing. Friends, I don't like this any more than you do. So I'm going to find out exactly what's done this to you. That is, if you let me. so much running. Oh, oh. Well, I think we're safe to turn this off now. Oh, yes, spare phone. Is that all you can think about? What about the doctor? Oh, don't worry about the doctor. He's right where he wants to be, taking charge of the situation. Friendliest welcoming committee I've ever met. Bring him. Strap him to the chair. Mom, move at you. Uh, this is the second time today I've been manhandled by your thugs. It's becoming rather tiresome. Do you know what is tiresome? Your interference. But I suppose it's only to be expected of you, Doctor. Uh, do we know one another? I don't recall being introduced. I only know your reputation and a few other salient details. Yes. This will do very nicely. This whole operation is folly. You've no idea what you're dealing with. Oh, I know exactly what I'm dealing with. Alien technology. Who better to control it than another alien? Wheel him over here, Armstrong. Yes, ma'am. Me? Why would you think I'm an alien? Preposterous. Don't be coy, Doctor. You have a higher brain function. Flattery won't make me any more inclined to assist. You won't have a choice. Your brain is the interface I need. Just attach ah. this to your head. With direct psionic connection, you'll have a finer degree of control, becoming my user interface. Control of what? It would help if you told me what you're wiring my head into. A psionic pulse emitter, targeting brain patterns by genus and species, relaying my orders. As I thought, you're using the hind brain, activating psychoneurons across shared evolutionary paths. Let's not restrict ourselves. I've been expanding the taxonomy. With you, I can accelerate my ambition. Cross boundaries of family, even class. This is utter madness. Don't worry. I'm careful to exclude primates. I'd hardly want to affect my own brain. Sounds like it's too late to worry about that. What do you expect from me? I hear you're good at improvisation. For a start, it would be helpful if you try not to die. Now, maximum power. Ah! 
Hello, Juno. You miss me? Oh, oh she's beautiful. <laughs> she never normally makes a sound. This business with the birds must have spooked her. I'm not surprised. Oh, wow. Well, it is a lovely cottage, Lorna, off the beaten track. Yeah. I get fresh eggs and milk from the farm. Hey, do you hear that? Nothing. No, no, no. Shh, shh, shh. No, she's right. The birds. Everything stopped. Oh, except you. No, oh, you soppy, soppy thing. I'll <laughs> call you with the dog, Joe. Do you know? Whoa! Don't think she likes me. Do you know likes everyone? She's ever so gentle. Poor thing. Something spooking her. Oh, put her in the bedroom. Hey! What's up? First the birds, now a mad dog. Oh! I left my charger in the car. No, 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 I'll wait. I'm not sure it's safe to be outside yet. Oh, now what? Don't tell me you're at it too. What's that? And what the hell's that? It's a fox, darling. You really are a city person, aren't you? and goats on the drive. You can't get more country. Hold on, no, 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 wait, wait. No, this isn't right. There shouldn't be so many. Are they carting us off? Badgers and foxes. Now, Al, don't make a sudden move. I think I'll try to... It's starting again. This time, it's not just birds. Talking of birds. They're working against the sonic, cancelling it out. Al, I think we have to run now.
hear it? Hear what? What are you talking about? Humans, go, go from this place. The voice in my head, it doesn't understand. It's scared, it's angry. It wants to destroy us all. I need to, need to make contact. Doctor, wake up. Tell me what's happening. Shut down my physical body to focus on you. What do you want? We hurt. I'm not here to harm you. Hurt. I know. And I'm sorry. I want to help. Who are you? Our world. All colors. Our water. Our air. Our soil. Our leaves. Our branches. Our life. Humans hurt us. Force your will upon us. Ah, that's not me. I'm an explorer of the mind as well as the universe. I sense you in everything, every living creature on this island. I'm here to stop your pain. And I'm beginning to see how... Let, let me just... Your mind touches not just flying ones, the crawling, biting ones. Yes, she expanded the parameters. No, you seek to divide us. I'm merely reaching out. Hoping some part of you can assist me. I wish to help you. Will you let me? You are other, not of this earth. Which gives me an outside perspective. I can see what's being done to you. You are an innate life force. A group mind being forced into existence. No wonder you're confused. I just ask one thing of part of you. No, a trick, deceit, camouflage. You say one thing to another, false other mind. I'm only protecting myself and you. No, no, do not listen. Do not listen to the outsider. Doctor? Focus. Help. Doctor, can you hear me? Help me. Focus. What's that? Help. Help. Inside the walls? I think it's the rats, Mum. Open the maintenance hatch. They're in the cables. Two in the power lines. No! What's happened? I found a way to switch off your infernal machine. for sure. I don't know about her ankle. I mean, I, I wasn't sure whether I should move her, but, well, really, I had no choice. We had to get away. You did the right thing. <laughs> get her on the sofa. I'll check her over. Uh, 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 uh. And it wasn't just cattle and goats. There were badgers, totes, foxes, every kind of animal life going crazy. And, and the birds. The birds overrode the sonic screwdriver. 
they were all working together and, and then suddenly they stopped. Just like Juno. They scattered, terrified. I think, well, I'm hoping the doctor had something to do with it. What did you do? You were speaking to someone, to something. Alien? No. The medium, the means of communication is undoubtedly alien, but not what I was speaking to. Well? I tend to be more cooperative when not tied to a chair. Armstrong. Yes, Mom. No funny business. So, what was it? What were you communicating with? I believe your hodgepodge of psychic technology has given voice to something already on Earth. Oh. What's this? Complex psionic lattice connected to crystal filters. Where did you get all these parts? Carefully recovered from alien incursion sites, painstakingly analysed over decades. Did I say you could touch the components? Well, if I waited for permission every time I had to save this planet, we'd be standing on a pile of ashes. Now, this is what you've got from the trench. Leave it alone. Armstrong, stop him. Hold it right here. Make up your mind, madam. First you demand the use of my superior intellect, then when I offer it, you threaten to shoot me. You can help without touching, Doctor. Most of our components are well documented. A Vilal control hub, Cognoscenti signal boosters, but this, the key to unlocking the power, it's much, much older. You recognize it? A relic of an ancient civilization, among the earliest interstellar navigators, from a time before planets or species needed names. My own people simply called them the Travelers. A noble race of explorers, their ships attuned to the pilot's hindbrain via a psionic hub, flying on instinct. I had the honor of meeting one once. No wonder the TARDIS was keen. Our analysis shows it affects whole species en masse. We can fine-tune instinct, alter impulses within the collective unconsciousness. And you spoke to it directly. How? With an open mind. And I bought her some time. This bird-brained experiment of yours needs to end. I use that term advisedly, since it's no longer affecting only birds. It worked. Expanding the taxonomy scale worked. Congratulations. You've managed to wreak havoc across the entire animal kingdom. Excuse me. What do you mean, you bought us time? While I was establishing a dialogue with the intelligence, I tapped into your rudimentary control system. Time Lord's minds are much bigger on the inside, you see. I drip-fed instructions to the Redentia Order. Right. The impulse would have gone out to squirrels, mice, guinea pigs. Rats just happened to be the closest. Cut the power. Stop your signal. Armstrong, repair those cables and put down some rat traps. Yes, ma'am. Prepare for another test, Doctor. I doubt that'll be possible. The consciousness I encountered was learning, and learning quickly. Cobbling together technology from different worlds and different eras is a dangerously stupid idea. What's it for? I'm researching use of our native fauna as a defensive force. We're better to run tests than on a small island. Typical. A wonder of the universe lands on your doorstep and you find a military application. You should have left the past to the fossil hunters. Poor Malcolm might still be alive. Oh? A man was killed in your defensive test. That is... unfortunate. Is that the best you can offer? Saved by the bell. Are you going to answer it? 
Nobody should be calling. Hello, Frost here. Ah, I'll put you on speaker. And if you think that for one moment you're going to get away with it, I'm... Joe! Are you all right? Is everyone safe? Not really. Al's badly hurt. She's unconscious. How did you get this number? My surgery had it. Your predecessor was on our patient list. You see, always good to have a doctor on side. Lorna's also been in touch with the police. There have been incidents all over the south of the island. The police are imposing a curfew. Until I can call in some old friends. Not those unit idiots. They've had their day. Oh, no, they haven't. Unit didn't cause this problem here. You did. I'll need a hospital. But we can't go outside for fear of another attack. My machine's incapacitated. Your other doctor friends saw to that. But the birds are circling again. They're the four-legged animals are back to normal. It's feeling its way. Starting over again with the birds. What's doing this? We're dealing with a literal force of nature. Frost attempted to conscript your wildlife to her private army. What? Instead, she's unleashed something more powerful. A collective hive mind which sees humanity as a threat. Then I've got a simple solution. Reconnect the power and overload the system. Burn out every affected brain. No, absolutely not. You said yourself. They're a danger. Best put them down. They are only dangerous because of what you've done. Oh, it's typical of people like you. Exploit the world around you and throw it away when you've finished. Well, I won't have it. Bravo, Joe. Couldn't have put it better myself. What's your alternative? Well, something else. I mean, anything else. Doctor, what have they actually done there? What's so special about the lighthouse? Excellent question, Joe. We should assess our resources and make best use. Because Miss Frost's power to do anything about this problem is diminishing by the second. There's definitely something happening out there. Too. Kestrels. I gather you didn't hire him for his observational talents. Stop this, Miss Frost. Stop this and stop it now. You've done enough damage. I'm not doing this. The doctor cut the power. My signal's not transmitting. No, because you no longer have control of the broadcast. Hmm. The two dishes may be on battery backup. I'll shut them down from here. You, madam, are a classic example of a mumpsimus. You won't change your opinion, even faced with evidence to the contrary. Have you been listening? This power, the innate, if we can call it that, has a direct line to those transmitters. It's sending out its own orders. Where from? It's still in the trench, isn't it? The, the, the fossil dig. Joe's right. You only took part of what was buried. Some matrix or relay is still operational. How can that be? The thing was dead. 
Wouldn't it occur to you that something alien designed to cross the expanses between the stars might have a rather different definition of the word dead? It was inert. It had no power. Excuse me, but I think you're forgetting about the energy in the Earth. Geothermal power. If that alien thingamy has been buried for, oh, I don't know, goodness knows how long, then it's had time to extend probes deep underground. Excellent theory, Mrs Jones. However it's achieving it, your dishes are being piggybacked, Miss Frost, which leaves us with one option. Yes, of course. Smash them to bits. Where are your transmitters, Miss Frost? You said there were two. One on top of the lighthouse, one on the cliffs. At the old chime, the Greenstone Gorge. Malcolm pointed it out to me. Quite nice, or... The trouble is, as soon as we set foot outside... You country people have shotguns, don't you? Not in this house. Oh, no, no. We're not killing innocent animals, and you won't either. Quite so. Since you've been experimenting on wildlife, Miss Frost, I imagine you have tranquilizer darts in your arsenal? A limited supply. Now have your man break them out. Thank you, Doctor. We don't have any defences here, and getting to that cliff could be tricky. Now, Joe. I wouldn't expect you to go out there. And why not? Listen, Doctor, this is my world. I've spent the best part of the last half century saving it without you. So don't you expect me to stop now. <laughs> I really should know better than to stand in the way of you doing the right thing. If we can stop Frost's experiment causing any more harm, oh, by golly, we'll get there. I think we can. To reach the chine, we may not even need to go outside. Well, not much, anyway. Then it's agreed. We all know what to do. We are one. We are united. Listen. Watch. Wait. When the humans crawl from cover, we will drive them from this place. The island is ours. Our sky, our land, our life. This is our world, not theirs. Tranquilizers, 50 darts each. Not for me, thank you. I'll have my hands full. But we'll get this done if we work together. Freely. Armstrong, you'll accompany the doctor to the top of the tower. Fetch what he needs. Mom? A large hammer for a start. And have the others offer ground cover. Non-lethal cover. That right, Mom. Warning shots only. Yes, Armstrong. Relay the order. Yes, Mom. Ah, not the sharpest tool, but terribly devoted. Did you test out your mind control on him? Armstrong knows the value of loyalty of doing his duty. Well, I'm grateful he'll be along for my protection. I suppose you'll keep an eye on things from here? You seem determined to demolish my experiment in person. No sense risking everyone's necks. Well, actually, there may be something you can do. If you'll allow me to reconnect the power... Be my guest. If I could reverse the psionic polarity and create a feedback loop, it could confuse the innate. If you keep it running, it'll buy a little more time for me and for Joe. Tongues, poker, oh, they're more decorative. <laughs> but this, wood axe, that should work. Thanks. 
We could do with another blunt instrument. Uh, I know. What about the oar over the fireplace? Good thinking. <laughs> A dragon boat paddle. Nice and sturdy. Doubles as a walking stick. How are your boots? Oh, I'm always prepared these days for a hike. I spent far too long running around rocky planets in unsuitable footwear. This'll be rocky and muddy. Where are we going? There's a tunnel, uh, an old smuggler's chute. It starts behind the woodshed and runs right down to the chine. Smugglers? Wow, I thought this cottage had been in your family for generations. I never said they were angels. Right. The rooks are in formation and the trees are full of jackdaws. Now, I wonder, how do we reach the woodshed without being savaged? Juno's more herself, so... We may have a distraction. Oh, poor old thing. She really wants out. She does. And, and she likes to run. And we normally race through the fields and back, so... I'm going to let her. Well, wait a minute. What if they attack her? She's fast and she's clever. They were working together before. I'm, sh I'm sure she'll be fine. Right? At least they've not swarmed in. Yet. The doctor said the innate was feeling its way. Okay. Woodshed. Enter the garden. As soon as Juno runs. Ready? Ready. No! <laughs> <laughs> We've got some cover. Should be able to climb the steps inside the guardrails unmolested. I'll be rather more exposed when I reach the ladder up top. You're going first? Well, age before, uh, <clears throat> beauty. I'm trusting you to watch my back, Mr. Armstrong. That's why I'm here. I prefer to avoid gunplay until strictly necessary. I'd hate to be rendered unconscious by a stray dart. I'd only hit you if I was aiming for you. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. We have their attention! Come on! Of course, you know the story of the pepper pot. No, I don't. Do tell. Well, it was a penance, you know, the lord of the manor, back in the 14th century, was forced to build it and keep it tended by a priest to keep a light burning and pray for his immortal soul. Gosh, what did he do? <sighs> there was a wreck off the coast, uh, before the lighthouse, obviously. I, he, got <laughs> he got hold of 50 cases of very nice wine and the villagers took the rest. Well, at least he didn't keep it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the church didn't see it that way. It, it was communion wine, so the lord of the manor had to pay the price. Oh, well, next time I'm dealing with a shipwreck, I'll remember to be very careful what I salvage. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Joe? We've hardly had a chance to draw breath since you arrived. Yes, well, when the doctor turns up, it, it tends to go that way. <laughs> I mean, how are you coping after everything? After Cliff? All I can think about, Lorna, right now is this is exactly what he'd be doing if he were here. Oh, what's that? Barnow. 
They wouldn't normally be active. But we know this isn't normal. Come on, let's hurry. So if the kestrels and crows can't reach us... Sounds like Mr Owl's making friends. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about the bats. The innate learning fast. There's light at the end. Run, Lorna! Come on, run! <laughs> <laughs> simply be destroyed. There must be a way. If the feedback really has weakened it, it may be more amenable to superior intelligence. Oh, you're not so special, Doctor. An open mind, eh? This is my planet, after all. Do you hear me? I said, do you hear? Good. Why are we diminished? The doctor's doing. Yes. He's not of Earth. Whereas I'm the pinnacle of our evolution. Obey me and I will return your power. Run too close, Mr. Armstrong. Get on with it. This requires a combination of precision. the range considerably. Let's hope they give up without a fight. Joe, stop! It's a bit slippy. Oh, oh, oh. Joe, I've got you! Oh, kill you, twit! Drop the axe. Oh, it's a long way down. Best not look. Hang on to the cliff face. They're coming. The flock of bats! Cauldron! Is it cauldron of bats? Whatever they are, they didn't attack. More worried about escaping the owls. Restoring natural order. Oh, I hope that means the doctor's done his bit. There's the dish. Okay, hand me that paddle. <laughs> Destroying what connects you. I'm telling you, work with me. You think only of self, not the whole. Listen to me, you ignorant. Humans are the dominant force on this planet. Then what do you want with us? You need direction, to be guided by us. We need only what we need to survive. Food, shelter, warmth, harmony with the earth, air, leaves. You can be so much more. Why? Why crave to be more? Life is enough. Clean air to breathe. Warm food in our belly. Cool, fresh water. Want more makes pain. Dissatisfaction. Of course you don't understand. You're animals. Animals, yes. Crawling, biting ones. They came before. They come again. Wait. Ow. 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 
Creatures. Frost brought this on herself. Best thing I can do is destroy this machine. Ah, ah. Stand well back. Get your mistress away, too. Armstrong? I've got you, Mom. Ah. Ah, I told you. Squirrels. Call wrecking my project good? You. You. I've fought people like you all my life. We've stood up to bullies, corrupt corporations, and mad computers. Clifford, I. We. we... Professor Clifford Jones. I heard what happened. I'm sorry. Don't you dare say his name. I think Miss Frost has learned a lesson, Joe. A rather painful one. You'd better clear out, Frost, or else we have friends who can make sure you will. Don't worry. I know where I'm not wanted. Thank you, Doctor. But I can fight my own battles. See you back at the car, Lorna. I don't seem to be able to say the right thing. Do you want to lift to the village? Thank you, but I think I'd like the walk. And enjoy some nature. I should inform the director. Project Supernature has been indefinitely postponed, pending re-evaluation. Mom, look at the state of it. We can't salvage anything. No. The doctor made sure of that. You did your best, Mum, for king and country. That's right, Armstrong. We all do our best for king and country. Gently, gently. What is this noise? Something other. I'm sorry. You should never have had to go through this. We feel pain. Hurt by humans. Some of them do have your best interests at heart. My ship is dissolving the form you've been forced to inhabit. The pain will go. You'll be free. To take to the air, the fields, the woodlands. We are ourselves. Super nature. 
I only hope humanity does its part. How are you feeling, Al? Sore. Very sore. And I'm very disappointed. I did listen to your podcast. I know what you do. I didn't walk in eyes shut, but I hoped I'd change your mind. Sorry. Al, what you do, you, you get inside people's heads. You communicate. It's one of the greatest powers there is. And you should use it, Al. I mean, not just to highlight differences, but to show everyone what brings us together. I know. I'll do my best in future. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I really am sorry. I will do my best. It's all right. You do that, Al. You do that. Now, take care. How's the patient? She'll get better. In more ways than one, I hope. <laughs> I'll check on her later. Here comes your doctor to check in on you. Joe, Dr. Holmes. Doctor, I'm sorry about before. Miss Frost talking about Cliff. Joe, I wanted... Uh, were you able to, um, to, to contact the intelligence, uh, the innate? Well, the TARDIS has taken care of it. <laughs> Clever old thing. <laughs> Both of you. So, that... That really is an alien time machine. Packed into a police box. It really is. Take a look inside, if you like. Oh, I, actually, I've, I've, I've enough on my mind in the real world. I'm, I'm back on duty at the practice tomorrow, and I need to feed Juno and catch Al at the hospital. I've just... Yeah. Oh, darling. Oh, darling, Lorna. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for everything. And any time you need me... I've got your number. <laughs> yeah. It works both ways, remember? Oh. Uh, might I take a look inside, Doctor? You know, just for old time's sake. Please, be my guest. You will take care of her, won't you? Always. It is an awfully big ship for just the one. It seemed a little bigger on the inside since you left. I was with him, you know. Right at the end. Oh, Joe. He always wanted to feed the world and save the planet. We did so much together, and it was a brilliant new invention, based on fungal spores, of course. Naturally. We called it Gaia, a revolutionary soil culture. Opens up farming in all kinds of remote places. Clifford got financial backing from global distribution. And we were so thrilled. I mean, a, a whole new chapter. Anyway, we, 
we were in a very remote place outside Nepal and we'd gone to meet with just a small group of farmers who were really struggling to feed their families and, and there was a landslide. Oh, my dear. Well, Cliff went in and he, digging through the rubble and, and I stayed outside to help the injured and, well, he got the last person out and he stood there and, and then he, and then he just collapsed. I, I, I thought he was exhausted, and and I, I told him, Doctor. I held his hand, and I told him, you've saved everyone, and he had, all those years. Every life he touched, he made better, especially mine. That's quite a legacy. I tried to resuscitate him, but he... He was gone. Oh, I, I'm, I'm carrying on with the work. I mean, well, that's exactly what he would want me to do. And, oh, well, you know, it's sort of easy to believe that he's there. A bit like you, you know, off on another adventure. And now um, Santiago's looking after distribution and the children and the grandchildren, they're all pitching in and... Oh, even the great-grandchildren now, they've got such plans and... That must be a comfort. Professor Jones achieved his dream. New ways to feed the world. Yes. And the world is such a big place. I have to accept he, he's not here anymore and, well, he won't be coming back. I mean, that part of my journey is over. It doesn't matter how, how sad I feel. It's always outweighed by, oh, how happy I am that Clifford Jones was in my life. I am so grateful for all those years. Fifty years, Doctor. Might not seem much to a Time Lord like you. On the contrary, Joe. Coming and going, dipping into lives and disappearing out of them. I'm aware that every fleeting moment is precious. The most dazzling dragonfly might live for a week, or the daisiest daisy may only bloom for an hour in the sun. What you said about my future, it reminds me, I won't be around forever. None of us will. The fact that you've seen that other fellow with the bow tie, well, it means one day I'll be gone too. You're lonely, aren't you? Perhaps I am. Well, I have a suggestion. Although you're so clever, you've probably already thought of it yourself. A capital idea, Mrs. Jones. Once more around the universe, one more big adventure, and back in time for tea. <laughs> You've been listening to 
The Third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones, Supernature, written by Matt Fitton. The Doctor was played by Tim Trelaw, Joe Jones, Katie Manning, Dr. Lorna Holmes, Wanda Opolinska, Ms. Frost, Corin Wicks, Al Hunter, Viv May, Malcolm Hollings, Armstrong, and the innate Wayne Forrester. Other roles were played by members of the cast. Director and script editor, Nicholas Briggs. Producer, Heather Challens. Sound design by David Rucroft. Music, Nicholas Briggs. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haigellery. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs and I'm the director and script editor of Supernature. Well, the idea for this box set came about because we're always trying to think of doing new things. And Katie said to me that, you know, she always enjoys doing Joe Grant, but the whole thing of making her voice sound younger, she's, I suppose it's fair to say, tiring of it. And I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if the doctor went and uh, visited her later in her life because he was missing her so much in that gap between the Green Death and the Time Warrior, for those of you who know that sort of thing. I'm Matt Fitton, and I wrote Supernature. Initially, I thought this was just for a one-off story, so um, I'd suggested the Doctor meeting Joe as he set off towards his own fate, kind of mid-travels, returning from Metabilis. Um, but Nick actually wanted to set them up uh, for a few more adventures together with this um, reunited TARDIS team. So we've actually got the third Doctor from a time in his life fairly soon after the Green Death, uh, while he's travelling alone and before he meets Sarah Jane Smith in The Time Warrior. So when I talked to Nick, I think we, we knew this was going to be a very character-based, um, emotional story, bringing these two TARDIS travellers back together again after um, all this time for Joe. So I wanted to do something quite contained um, in a single location and just have it as a two-parter just to, to bring the two of them back together so we could focus on on their relationship and the circumstances they, they both find themselves in. Oh, Doctor, I mean, it's incredible. It's you. I, I, I mean, it's you, you. Yes, Joe, it's me. The last I think my name was was Katie Manning and I've just been playing Joe Jones. You can see that Joe that is back with her doctor, but you can also see that Joe who has, you know, 13 grandchildren now, great grandchildren if we look at the time in reality and seven children and has been, you know, dedicated her life with her beloved professor. Um to feed the people of this planet, to deal with climate change. So that's in her. So you get moments where she's sort of, you know, darling sweetie and, you know, but there's a motherliness to her, which Joe had when she was young, but it's now matured into a real motherliness. Something is waking the ancient lizard brains of these birds, reviving primitive instincts from a time when there were far fewer species linked by a common ancestry. You mean dinosaurs? Quite possibly. 
Hello there, I'm Tim Trelaw. I'm playing the Doctor. Yeah, he's on his own now, and wherever he's been travelling, we don't know for sure. But, um, yeah, he's, he's lonely. He misses his old companion and confidant. Yeah, I haven't worked with Katie for a while. I've worked um, with Sadie and Daisy more recently, so it's wonderful having her back. And it's, it's the first time uh, doing it with her as the age that Joe... Grant, but now Joe Jones would be now, so it's a, it's a new venture. Yeah, the guest cast were absolutely wonderful. Um, it's great working with such very experienced and um, versatile actors. All those years, every life he touched, he made better. Especially mine. That's quite a legacy. When we initially planned doing it, uh, the sad death of Stuart Bevan had not come about, and so we were initially planning to get him in it, to be with Joe, uh, and maybe have a sort of uh, send-off and say, oh, well, don't be long, Joe, sort of thing. But then, very, very sadly, Stuart died, and uh, so I spoke to... Katie about it and said, you know, how how do you want to handle this? Do do you want to say that Cliff is dead as well? You know, and so Cliff's life, the end of his life, to be represented in a way that Katie thought was true to the character and and true to Stuart's memory as well. So I had a chat with Katie and, and we talked through various ideas of what Joe and Cliff uh, may have been up to and. Um, Basically, what may have happened in in the fictional world that that would give the character of Clifford Jones a, a, a suitable and fitting um, exit from the world of Doctor Who. We say farewell to Cliff. Joe says farewell to Cliff. She's with him, and I have to say that was a it was a lovely script. It was a very emotional. I I almost improvised the end because. I was actually seeing Stuart's face the whole time I was doing it. And normally you don't, as an actor, allow too much, but it, it, I couldn't, I couldn't. It was, it, it was quite traumatic in one sense, but I'm so happy. And it was, you know, it was our little farewell to the wonderful Stuart Bevan and the wonderful Professor Jones. And I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I'm Nick Briggs and I'm the director and script editor of Supernature. Well, the idea for this box set came about because we're always trying to think of doing new things. And Katie said to me that, you know, she always enjoys doing Joe Grant, but the whole thing of making her voice sound younger, she's, I suppose it's fair to say, tiring of it. And I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if the doctor went and uh, visited her later in her life because he was missing her so much in that gap between the Green Death and the Time Warrior, for those of you who know that sort of thing. So we started investigating that and initially there was a concern that there's an episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures where Joe Jones turns up and the 11th Doctor meets her and she says, why did you never come and visit me? And so this, uh, there was a little negotiation with BBC Studios where they said, well, how are you going to work that out? And I thought, well, 
I think the doctor, the 11th doctor, knows he did visit her, but he visited her after Cliff had died, and so he didn't mention it to her because it was to be kind, really, not to mention it to her. So that was a little secret that the 11th Doctor kept. And so now we've got a window that's opened up where Joan Jones can have one last whiz around the universe. And how long is that going to take? Well, who knows? I'm Matt Fitton, and I wrote Supernature. Initially, I thought this was just for a one-off story so um, I'd suggested the doctor meeting Joe as he set off towards his own fate kind of mid travels returning from Metabilis Um, but Nick actually wanted to set them up uh, for a few more adventures together with this um, reunited TARDIS team so we've actually got the third doctor from a time in his life fairly soon after the green death Uh, while he's travelling alone and before he meets Sarah Jane Smith in The Time Warrior. So when I talked to Nick, I think we we knew this was going to be a very character-based, emotional story, bringing these two TARDIS travellers back together again after um, all this time for Joe. So I wanted to do something quite contained um, in a single location and just have it as a two-parter, just to, to bring the two of them back together so we could focus on on their relationship and the circumstances they they both find themselves in. Oh, Doctor, I mean, it's incredible. It's you, I I, I mean, it's you, you. Yes, Joe, it's me. The last I think my name was, was Katie Manning. And I've just been playing Joe Jones. You can see that Joe that is back with her doctor, but you can also see that Joe who has, you know, 13 grandchildren, now great-grandchildren, if we look at the time in reality, and seven children, and has been, you know, dedicated her life with her beloved professor um, to feed the people of this planet, to deal with climate change. So that's in her. So you get moments where she's sort of, you know, darling sweetie and, you know, but there's a motherliness to her, which Jo had when she was young, but it's now matured into a real motherliness. Something is waking the ancient lizard brains of these birds, reviving primitive instincts from a time when there were far fewer species linked by a common ancestry. You mean dinosaurs? Quite possibly. Hello there, I'm Tim Trelaw. I'm playing the Doctor. Yeah, he's on his own now, and wherever he's been travelling, we don't know for sure. But, um, yeah, he's, he's lonely. He misses his old companion and confidant. Yeah, I haven't worked with Katie for a while. I've worked um, with Sadie and Daisy more recently, so it's wonderful having her back. And it's, it's the first time uh, doing it with her as at the age that Joe Grant, but now Joe Jones, would be now. So it's a, it's a new venture. Yes, it was, it was interesting. I mean, he's still very, in the scripts, he's still very much um, planted in the 70s, um, and his language is still very much planted in the 70s, which I was pleased to see. Um, so he didn't have to say things like reach out and narrative and all these modern phrases which curse my life. Yeah, the guest cast were absolutely wonderful. Um, it's great working with such very experienced and um, versatile actors. 
I'm Fanta Opalinska, and I'm playing Dr. Lorna Holmes. Uh, she's an old friend of um, Joe's. Uh, they've been on many adventures together. Some fantastic sounding ones by the sound of it. I love the dragon boat adventure. Um, and I think they, I think she's got a real respect for Joe as well and knows how capable Joe is and how brilliant she is. I thought it was really beautiful because it's got such a specific sense of location. And I think it, it places you on that island with those birds so brilliantly and the relationship between Joe and Lorna and the Doctor. And I also think what's beautiful is the fact that Joe also must have really trusted Lorna to be able to tell her about the Doctor. You know, how do you actually say to somebody you know, oh, by the way, this happened? And how, how do you broach that situation about what, what you've seen? And I think that moment when Joe says, I actually have seen dog people. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, you, you have, you know. But how do you... How do you broach that with people, you know, of an evening? How does that come up? And, you know, the experiences with that. And it's been really good fun, hasn't it? I mean, you know, it's, you spend a day laughing. It's, and, you know, pretending, you know, trying not to fall off a cliff and things like that. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it, really? Have you heard yourselves? What nonsense. My dear chap, this is science. Science fiction, more like. I'm going to the village. I'd advise against it until we know what these birds want. What they want? <laughs> They're birds! Ah, my name is Wayne Forrester, and today I've been playing um, Malcolm Hollings, Armstrong, and the voice of the innate. With a little help from a very good special effect. <laughs> I thought it was good fun. It was, uh, I knew it was gonna be fun, because who doesn't want to spend a whole episode being attacked by birds and animals? and running away <laughs> from creatures uh, and aliens. I, yeah, it, it, was it was great fun. I really enjoyed this episode. Poor old Malcolm uh, you know, meets a sticky end and there's the inevitable fall off a cliff. <laughs> when, 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 I read this, when I read the script, when I read the scene, I was saying, how tall, how, how, how high is this cliff? Is it, uh, is it a, a five minute scream, a 10 minute scream, a two minute scream? Poor Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm is, um, he's a fossil hunter and a birder, and I sort of tried to play, give him a slight sort of southern Isle of Wight type accent, just to, uh, which also makes him a little bit, it gives him a kind of, quite a sweet kind of naivety as well, poor thing. He thinks he knows all about the birds, but he's, nothing could prepare him for the aliens taking them over. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so that, that's quite that's quite a nice clash with uh, with him and the doctor, where he just says, "You're all bonkers," you know. It's quite sweet. Um, and Armstrong is this very loyal heavy, basically. So you're going to go? Where do we go with heavy? Go a bit ill, fool. You know. And uh, Nick's note to me was, after the first take, he just went, make him a bit more dangerous, Wayne, as opposed to think. Nick is very good at being, uh, actually being incredibly helpful, but just telling you, just telling you, and you just go, okay, fine, that's good. Uh, and it really helps when you're playing kind of multiple characters, you know, it helps to differentiate as much as you can. With um, uh, The innate voice, I said, oh, how do you want to play this? How are we going to play this, Nick? Am I going to have some technical assistance? He said, yes, you will. Otherwise, I could have. Do my voice like this. How am I going to do that? 
But um, Rowan, who's uh, our sound engineer today, was fantastic and actually played in the effect live during the scene. So we all got the feeling for it. And it really helped, actually. It helped with the pacing of the scene. And uh, it, it helped me as an actor because I realised I had to over-enunciate certain words to get, you know, get the, um, the true emotion of the creature across, the creatures across. So that was, that was really good fun. It's, yeah, the very sort of ambiguous character, aren't they? Because, I mean, they are, it is sinister, but you also feel for them as well because uh, of the way that they've been manipulated by Frost. Um, so, yeah, it's always good, you know, when you're playing a part to try and empathise with the character you're playing, however strange or weird or evil or odd. And this was, you know, this is not a person, it's a sort of presence, it's a spirit. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I did feel sympathy for 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 the innate, and I think you know the denouement is you do you do feel there's a sort of a cathartic moment with them. So yes, it, I, it was it was good fun, and certainly very different from all the other characters. Tim and Katie have this great rapport, you know, on mic and off mic, because they've worked together so much before, and uh, that was lovely to see. And actually, it really helped helped me to play in the scene as well because I did feel very much like the the outsider in it. I'm Corinne Wicks and I have been playing Ms Frost, a um, scientist who is at the top of her game. Maybe not quite as at the top of the game as she thinks she is, um, but I think she's in a man's world. She's used to fighting for her position and having to be better than men. You know what it's like, you know. It's the real world is like that too. Um, so I think she, she, like her name, she is frosty. If you can't be the doctor, you want to be the master, don't you? And if you can't be the master, you want to be a baddie and, and a baddie without a big helmet on because you want people to see you. Now, I know this is audio, but, you know, it's the it's the kind of the vocal equivalent. Having done Gallifrey and we had this conversation then that how excited I was to be a Time Lord. I mean, that is pretty special. Uh, but to actually be in you know, Doctor Who, I mean, it's everybody's everybody's dream isn't it or certainly every actor's dream actually no it's probably everybody's dream to be in in Doctor Who so so I was very excited and to get to work with Nick as well I've met Nick socially and we've worked with with um, the same companies before in the past but this is the first time I've got to be directed by him my name is Viv May and today I've been playing Al Hunter I would describe Al as a massive pain in the behind. <laughs> um, she's an opportunistic podcaster, very ambitious, very annoying, a lot of fun to play. I think Al believes Joe's, you know, a bit old school, a bit past it, maybe a little bit weird as well. She's got this idea of Joe as, um, being someone you know not to be taken too seriously but who was you know of interest back in the day and she knows there is some kind of media buzz around her and so Al really wants to um, be a part of that yeah this is my first big finish yeah my first time working with big finish hopefully not the last <laughs> <laughs>
I love a bit of Doctor Who. <laughs> love a bit of Doctor Who. Um, I haven't watched it for a while, but you know, it's one of those shows that you kind of grow up with, so you can dip in and dip out. Um, and I have listened to some of the audio dramas as well. So when the opportunity came along to actually be a part of it, I jumped at the chance, obviously. Um, I was very, very happy to land this role. All those years, every life he touched, he made better. Especially mine. That's quite a legacy. When we initially planned doing it, uh, the sad death of Stuart Bevan had not come about, and so we were initially planning to get him in it, to be with Joe. Uh, and maybe have a sort of uh, send-off and say, oh, well, don't be long, Joe, sort of thing. But then, very, very sadly, Stuart died. And uh, so I spoke to Katie about it and said, you know, how how do you want to handle this? Do, do you want to say that Cliff is dead as well? You know, and so Cliff's life, the end of his life, to be represented in a way that Katie thought was true to the character and, and true to Stuart's memory as well. So I had a chat with Katie and, and we talked through various ideas of what Joe and Cliff uh, may have been up to and um, basically what may have happened in, in the fictional world that, that would give the character of Clifford Jones a, a, a suitable and fitting um, we say farewell to Cliff. Joe says farewell to Cliff. She's with him, and I have to say that was a—it was a lovely script. It was a very emotional. I, I almost improvised the end because I was actually seeing Stuart's face the whole time I was doing it. And normally you don't, as an actor, allow too much. But it—it it, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was it was quite traumatic in one sense, but I'm so happy, and it was you know it was our little farewell to the wonderful Stuart Bevan and the wonderful Professor Jones, and I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Mm -hmm.